You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you, presented, of course, by BetMGM. Talking some college football here in this segment. Clemson took down Wake Forest in overtime. That was a back-and-forth game, a good game last Saturday, and now we get another chance to watch Clemson, a big one this week. Let's talk about it. P.J. Cunningham, the Action Network, joining us right now, college football writer. He's also locked in on the World Cup, hosts the soccer podcast Wonder Goal for the Action Network. So we'll get to that. But let's start with some college football here, B.J. Uh, This is an NC State show. We were on them before the season. We took a flyer on them to win the ACC. We need this this week. Uh, Give us your, your thought on NC State and Clemson this week. Do, do our Wolfpack have a real chance at an upset? Well, it's tough. It, it honestly it has a lot, I hate to say this, but it has a lot to do with the weather. I mean, if you look at what Clemson has done right now through their first three games, like their secondary is pretty bad. I mean, their first three games, they played Georgia Tech, Furman, and Louisiana Tech, and then you throw in the game against Wake Forest. I mean, they're 92nd in EPA per pass allowed. Like, that's really concerning. But you know, it, it depends on where this hurricane is going to go because, you know, you see some projection models saying it's going to push out more towards the Atlantic Ocean. I'm looking at the weather forecast for Clemson right now. You know, there's going to be about an inch of rain on Saturday by game time. You know, the chance of it's obviously going to be raining and the winds are going to be about at 12, 11 miles an hour, which isn't crazy. Um, and that's really the way that the Wolfpack has to attack this Clemson defense. I mean, you you saw what Hartman did last week, six touchdowns, 11.5 yards per attempt. Like, it was an incredibly impressive performance, and I'm not so sure that NC State's going to be able to run the ball on this defense. Now, on the flip side of that, I mean, NC State, one of the reasons why everybody loved them coming into the season is because they have one of the best defenses in the country. I mean, 10 starters coming back. They were third in success rate, allowed under five yards of play. And, I mean, in this game against Clemson last year, I mean, DJ had a really, really bad game. He only threw for 111 yards on 26 attempts. The Clemson running backs ran for under three yards of carry. So I have no doubt the NC State defense can do that. The other problem you have with them, though, is that they're one of the worst tackling teams in the country right now in terms of attacking grade per PFF. But with that being said, if the weather is okay, like if, if it's only, you know, 10 to 11 mile an hour winds and we have some light rain, and NC State's actually able to move, the, throw the ball through the air, and it's not a torrential downpour. I do like the, I do like the Wolfpack in this. I, mean, I only have Clemson projected as a four-point favorite, so uh, I do like the Wolfpack at six and a half right now. All right, very good. What about uh, Bama, Arkansas? Uh, as most expected, this number has touched seventeen 
earlier on in the week, and I'm already hearing a lot of people bring up, well, well what about Bama? Last time they faced a good team, it was a struggle for them. I, I don't know. Uh, Bama favored by 17 at Arkansas, and the total is dropping a bit. We're at 60 in the hook. Yeah, I, I, I do lean towards Arkansas here. I'm going to wait until later in the week. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that people continue to see in Bama, and maybe we can – you know, there's some 17 and a half that have popped up out there. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. KJ Jefferson really did torch Alabama last year. I mean, he was over 300 yards passing, over 10 yards per attempt. He actually had his best PFF passing grade against an FBS opponent last season. This Alabama secondary is not as good as they were last year. I mean, they are breaking in a ton of new starters. You saw it in the game against Texas. I mean, Quint Ewers torched them for 9 for 12, 134 yards and three big-time throws before he got injured. And ever since then, I mean, Alabama hasn't played a decent quarterback. So now that they actually have to face K.J. Jefferson, I think it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. And Alabama, I mean, their numbers are just – I mean, if you look at all their stats, they're just incredibly inflated because they've played bad opponents. I mean, they, they've beaten Utah State, Louisiana, Monroe, and Vanderbilt by a combined score of 173-10. to 10. But then, you know, you look at the game against Texas, their offensive line could not handle the pressure. I mean, Texas had a 30% pressure rate. Bryce Young only threw for five and a half yards per attempt. And Arkansas, in the game against Texas A&M this past weekend, they had over a 30% pressure rate, and they have a top 30 pass rushing grade on PFF. So I do like Arkansas on this one, but I I think the public's going to keep going towards Alabama. At least that's the way that it's trending right now. So maybe it'll reach 18, 18 and a half by game time, but I'll probably end up taking uh, the Razorbacks. All right. I want to ask you, how good is this South Alabama team? Second year coach. It seems like they've really caught on. They've covered all four games by an average of 18 points per game. Um, and, and they seem to be overachieving. Uh, minus nine at Louisiana Lafayette. And that's a team with a new head coach. They lost a lot of players. I'm wondering, is this number too big? Or do you think South Alabama can overachieve again? I mean, they might. I mean, this number, it's, it's interesting. It's creeped up a little too high for me. I mean, I had this projected around a pick em. Um And if you look at Louisiana Lafayette, obviously they lost their, head, lost their head coach and they lost their starting quarterback, but they brought back all their other skill position players. Like their defense is still pretty good. The South Alabama team and Ken Wombach's got the, the defense playing really, really well right now. They're one of the best group of five defenses, but uh, they're kind of struggling to throw the ball. It's, it's interesting. I think the numbers just crept up way too high for me. Really I mean, nine is just yeah. a little too much for this Louisiana Lafayette team. And I, I get it. Like they've lost back-to-back road games to Rice and Louisiana Monroe, but the two games before <laughs> that they played incredibly well at home. So I think it's a good bounce back spot and a good sell high on South Alabama this week. So I'll be, I'll end up being on the Raging Cajuns plus nine. We're talking to BJ Cunningham here from the Action Network, college football writer. Um, let, let's get to this Pac-12, BJ. I'm, I'm fascinated by th- this conference. A, a game this weekend, we're looking at Utah hosting Oregon State. Numbers around 10 and a half with Utah as the favorite. And then your thought on that game, and then big picture, Utah, USC, that's looming in a couple weeks here. That That's the one we're all going to be looking at. Your, your thought on the game Saturday with Utah, and then big picture, Utah and USC uh, in this conference. Yeah, I mean, as far as the Oregon State-Utah game is concerned, I actually do kind of like the under here. You know, there's a 56-and-a-half sitting out there at BetMGM. The rest of the market's around 55, 55-and-a-half. Oregon State obviously put up a great performance against USC, couldn't close it out, but they're playing at the third slowest pace in the country. They're at about 31.3 seconds per play. Uh, Only Minnesota and Air Force play a slower pace. And Utah is a much faster. I mean, they're at 27.6 seconds per play, which is 102nd in the country. So, 
you have slow pace. You have two teams that are running the ball over 55% of the time. And running the ball is really how both these offenses have to attack the opposing defenses because both secondaries are top 25 in EPA per pass allowed and passing success rate allowed. I mean, Oregon State just held Caleb Williams to 4.7 yards per attempt. And I mean, I only have 51 point eight points projected for this game so i think it's gonna be a rush heavy slow paced type of game so uh, i do like the under 56 and a half in this one as far as the bigger picture is concerned i, I mean i'm just so sick of this usc team i mean their defense is horrible <laughs> they've gotten what 15 turnovers so far i mean that that game against oregon state was just the epitome of turnover luck like they were not the better team you look at the box score oregon state dominated the game but they got four turnovers, and then, and then they do one touchdown drive at the end, and boom, USC wins. So uh, as far as bigger picture is concerned, I mean, I can't wait until hopefully you – I mean, I'm not, I can't – I don't even look forward to the schedule. I'm not sure if Utah and USC are going to be playing each other in the regular season, but if they do play each other in the Pac-12 championship game, I cannot wait to take Utah because, yeah, this USC defense – their offense is great. Like, they have a ton of talent on offense, but, I mean, this defense, the, the turnover regression is going to come at some point for this USC team. BJ, I, wa- I wanted uh, you to hit on Washington UCLA. Uh, that number cut through the field goal, the Huskies as the road favorite. But I, I also want to follow up on that USC C point. So, is that a team that you're targeting? Because, yeah, there w- there was a lot of hype early, and they were covering the number uh, by a whole lot. And so, obviously, th- that gets built up, and it's USC people. There's hype there. Is that a team that you're going to be looking to pick on uh, getting some value on the other side from week to week? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Arizona State is a walking corpse right now, but I'm probably taking the Sun Devils <laughs> this week because yeah. I did, this number's floated up to 26, maybe 26 and a half at some places. Like, that's too large for USC right now, given how much their, def- their defense has been struggling. I mean, they're just – they're giving up so many yards. It's, it's crazy. I cannot – I'm – it's tough because like you watch the, you know, you watch the Stanford game and you watch Stanford just move the ball up and down the field. They get inside the five yard line and they turn it over twice and USC scores pretty much on every single possession and boom, they cover the number. So if USC doesn't get those turnovers, well then suddenly we're looking at a closer game. Same thing. You know, I mean, Arizona state does have talent. They have Emory Jones at quarterback, but um, yeah, USC is a team that I probably will be picking on as we go throughout the season, I mean, they're outside the top 75 in both rushing and passing success rate allowed. Like this is not a good defense. It's safe replacing a ton of starters. Like Alex Grinch has shown time and time again, that he is an average at best defensive coordinator. He showed that at, at Oklahoma state. So, or Oklahoma, excuse me. Um, so yeah, I'll probably be picking on this USC team uh, throughout the season. And then right now I'm one and three doing that. So <laughs> we'll <laughs> see if I, we can get back to 500 and fading USC. There you go. What about uh, what about that Washington matchup? Yeah, so it's interesting. This is Washington's first road game of the year. Um, they play all four games at home. Uh, they do not have a good defense whatsoever. I mean, they're 78th in EPA per play, play allowed. They're 121st in explosiveness allowed. And Stanford just put up six yards per play against them on Saturday. But their team like USC, Stanford turned the ball over three times. And that was the difference. And that's why Washington covered the game. Uh, you know, now they're facing a UCLA team that is running the ball really effectively with Chip Kelly. I mean, they're, they're top 15 in rushing success rate, EPA per rush, offensive line yards. So, and the UCLA defense, I mean, they've played an easy schedule up to this point, but they do have a top 20 defensive rushing grade on PFF. They're top 30 in terms of a coverage grade. So, 
we'll see how Michael Penix does on the road uh, in his first game uh, for a new team. So I, I have this projected right at a pick 'em. So I, I do I do like UCLA uh, plus three and a half. BJ, I'm curious your thoughts on Tulsa and if you think they're a little bit undervalued. Um, Cincinnati at Tulsa, Tulsa plus nine and a half, but they lost to Wyoming um, earlier this year. They probably could have won that game, but since then, Wyoming has gone on to win all of their games. So maybe Wyoming, you know, could be better than people thought. Um, and Tulsa has covered their last three matchups against Cincinnati. Um, who do you like in this one? Yeah, this number's kind of been dropping. It's down to, I believe, Cincinnati minus nine. It opened around 12, which is kind of interesting. I mean, Tulsa, they were giving up a ton of yards against Ole Miss this past weekend, and they kind of just put the clamps down uh, and really didn't allow Ole Miss to do much of anything in the second half. I think there was only three points scored in the second half. I mean, this Tulsa offense, I mean, they're 19th in the country in EPA per play. Like, this is a, a pretty decent offense. Um, as far as Cincinnati is concerned, obviously they – they lost a, a ton from last year, a ton of all Americans and they're kind of rebuilding themselves. But yeah, I, if, if I had to play anything, I, I think I would probably lean toward the Bearcats now. I mean, this number's dropping a little bit too low for, you know, a Tulsa team that, yeah, they just held, uh, they just held Ole Miss to, you know, a pretty lackluster passing performance, but they're 120th in EPA per pass allowed. So um you know, Ben Bryan has been a really good quarterback this year. He's one of the best quarterbacks in college football against pressure um, in terms of his PFF uh, passing grade against pressure. So um, if I had to lead anything, I'd probably take the Bearcats. BJ, we know in addition to college football, you host the soccer podcast Wonder Goal, World Cup coming up. Uh, you have any early looks for us, some, some teams that we should uh, keep an eye on here? Yeah, it's, so it's 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 hard right now because we're play, we're in the middle of a club season. We're playing this thing in the fall, um, and what I would recommend to everybody out there in terms of futures, you know, to win the tournament is one thing, but as far as these group futures and everything else is concerned, is not to bet them right now because we we're seeing, like for example, Uruguay just lost their best defender, uh, Arroyo plays for Barcelona, like he's out. They have nobody behind him, so they're pretty much done. And that's what happens to a lot of these teams or these countries who are very reliant on a few players. If a freak injury happens to, uh, for example, like Hyun Min's son for South Korea, if he's out, they're done. So what I would recommend to people is just holding off on betting anything related to the World Cup until, uh, until we get to actually when time the World Cup happens. I hate saying that. Uh, but if I had to take a couple of early looks, um, it's interesting because the World Cup, is, is dominated by favorites. The, the longest team to ever win the World Cup, I believe, was Germany in 2014, won it at 9-1. That's the longest team to ever win the World Cup. So, in my, you know, there's obviously a couple of long shots that I do like, but in my opinion, there's only three teams that can actually realistically, I believe, can win the World Cup, and it's England, Brazil, and Spain. You're not going to find any other country that has a better mixture of talent and depth at every single position and really just does not have a lot of weaknesses. So Brazil is sitting as the favorite England and Spain are kind of floating at six, seven to one. I'm kind of hoping these bad England performances in the nation's league, which to everybody out there does not matter. They're glorified friendlies. So everybody freaking out. I, I I'm kind of liking it. I'm hoping maybe get England at eight, nine to one to win the world cup because they have the most talent of anybody in the world. So um, if I had to lean as far as a, to win the World Cup, two teams I'd be looking at are Spain and England at this juncture. Great stuff, BJ. We appreciate you hopping on. We'll check out the podcasts on all things soccer. And, of course, your 
work at the Action Network. B.J. Cunningham, college football writer for the Action Network, joining us there on the guest line as a big weekend in college football. Tap. He gives our uh, he gives our NC State team a shot. That, that's all I needed to hear. We're in. Yes, we got a chance. You're, you're good there. The He's, yeah, the dog in the Bama game. If we get a good yeah. one there, that that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, I think good advice there. It says hold off. Those numbers are tantalizing, but hold off. You'd rather have more information on the World Cup. No doubt about it. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, Beck, UL Daily on the other side. NFL player futures. Give us your updated. Give you our updated thoughts on players and awards around the NFL next on the Beck UL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network.